morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. Fourteen twenty in the morning for this December 28, 2022. Marble Melts this early in the morning. Been off for a week doing these. Took a week off for the holiday season. Spending time with uh, family and friends and the like. So a little bit... Uh, uh, didn't want to get up that early and do these, but I got one going today. Uh, this one today is brought to you by Rocket Sports and Rocketsports.com. Use promo code 1420RUCK, R-U-K-K, at Rocket Sports for all your backyard training needs. Get yourself 10% off at checkout. Anyways, the World Junior Tournament going the holiday tradition here in Canada for sports fans and hockey fans mainly. Uh, got going for Canada on, um, I guess it would have been Monday night. Days all kind of go together at this time of year. But Monday, Monday night, Canada face Chechia. Uh, they lost uh, 5-2, a humbling loss to say the least. Canada uh, had some issues uh, throughout the, the game. Things were going. Uh, let's start with before the game even started, the uh, the TSN panel, uh, including Craig Button, which I am not the hugest fan of, but that's my own opinion, so you guys can make your own call on that one. But uh, they were... Um, anointing these guys the next one before the games even started they had a couple of pre pre-tournament games which like i said they don't mean a whole bunch but it was uh it was interesting to hear them anointing them the next ones comparing them already to the 2005 team the 95 teams that both went undefeated the, the 2005 tournament in grand forks north dakota had a bunch of uh, nhl guys because there was a lockout in the 2004 season there was a lockout in the 94 season where the 95 tournament was and uh, it kind of was giving these guys uh the the next ones and the next tournament guys guys and those teams went undefeated obviously Canada is not going to prior to the game you don't know who's going to go undefeated how it's going to go but this team did not look one bit like those teams back then those teams back then were dominant from the start every game they were they, they rolled to, to victories uh, the 95 team I think they had one tie in there but there was a lot more uh, NHL guys uh, on those teams obviously that uh, there, there weren't in uh, on this on this uh, 2005 team the 95 team uh, didn't have a, a couple of kids uh, we'll actually we'll get to those guys in a second um, but it was kind of neat how Jeff O'Neill uh, of Overdrive fame, ex-Carolina uh, Hurricane, ex-Toronto Maple Leaf, um, guy that uh, I find quite humorous. He he had a uh, one of those hold my beer moments where he was on the radio or, or on on the panel, and he goes, "Whoa, guys, let's not uh, let's not do anything to or make any drastic comments yet." And uh, lo and behold, Canada goes uh, and loses the game 5-2. Uh, they look a little uninspired. They didn't look great. They were up one uh, nothing. Then there was a 2 nothing, And then there was a goal that was disallowed and the like. And then the, the floodgates seemed to open. There was a, a five-minute ma- uh, match penalty to a hit to the head. International hockey is a little bit different with how a, a referee, it's a more of a judgment thing, not a judgment. It's just an odd odd call. I didn't think it was a hit to the head. Uh, Zach Dean got a fiver and a match. And, and uh, the, uh, the check... The Czechian, the Czechians, they kind of rolled to victory through that, and Canada look a little bit uninspired uh, throughout the, the the game. They didn't they try to get a little too a little too cute and trying to score uh, a three three goal. Uh, a th- three goals on one shot and they were trying to do a lot of things individual individualistically which didn't seem to work uh, i'm not putting this loss on connor connor bedard who was their their offensive stalwart out there was doing a lot of really good things with the puck was doing a lot of a lot of uh getting a lot of offensive chances going but it seemed like the rest of the team was really trying to be a, a one-man show and try and get it all done by themselves and trying to to get get, get the victory uh with one one shot on goal and you can't get there's no such thing as a, a three-point shot in hockey compared to basketball or 
or field goal in football. So it didn't work out too well for Team Canada in the first game. The starting goaltender, uh, Benjamin Goudreau, wasn't good enough. Uh, I'm not putting this loss on him. I rarely put a loss on a goaltender. Being a, a flailing tender like I was myself, I rarely put a, a loss on a tender. But this one, the, the kid just wasn't good enough. Um, the, uh, the, the one... Uh, power play goal that the Czechs got. He was the a typical uh, straight out of the box goaltender that hockey the the hockey world just has. He was going down prior to the guy was even at the the bottom of the circle. The the, the player waited him out because he knew he knows what these goalies are going to do. They was he was well aware of what was going to happen. Waited for for Goudreau to go down. He went upstairs. There it is, and, and it was the the power play goal that might have put the uh, the nail in the coffin for for Canada. It, like I said, he wasn't good enough. He probably won't be starting today when, when they they face the Germans. But it's going to be an interesting see how things go. Scouts barking over in the background there, but that's uh he's got a whenever a visitor walks by here he uh, gets a little excited. So it's good. He's a he's a good guard dog. He's a really good guard dog. But anyway, Scout, you need to shut it a little bit. Uh, the rest of Canada, was was uh, the, the team wasn't great. I thought that the, the Fantilli kid, who's projected to go number two overall, I thought he was a bit overmatched at times. I thought his defensive zone coverage wasn't good. Canada's defensive zone coverage in general wasn't very good. But the uh, the fallout, the big fallout, and the big news of, of that game is the uh, the two the two goals that the younger kids, the two draft picks, uh Bedard, who's going to project first overall. Like I said, it's not his fault they lost. He was a really good player in the hockey game. But and him and that Fantilli kid, they both tried the uh, the Michigan goal, which was made famous back in 1996 by Mike Lake in the NCAA tournament back then, I believe it was. But they both tried this goal, and uh, there seemed to be a little bit of uh, disdain from his teammates um, in front of the uh, the "No Me, All We" team slogan sign that Team Canada has, or every team has those their uh, their rallying cries. The "No Me, All We" sign is kind of funny. It's kind of ironic that they were they were uh, having interviews in front of that sign talking about a Michigan goal, which is. Uh, probably the biggest me moment in in uh, in hockey because it's uh, individualistic like you you wouldn't believe um Dylan Gunther plays a few games with Phoenix Coyotes. I think he's still up there. They just sent him down for some seasoning, some ice time the whole bit. He said, we aren't going to Michigan our way to uh, to victory. Uh, Grant Clark, another uh, NHL guy who plays for NHL Kings, he says, uh, you know, let's not get a cute one here. Sometimes he's got to get some goals and, and you got to find a way to, to, to score some goals. I get that, but let's not get a cute one. And then uh, Logan Stanko and had a heck of a game. That, that kid's name was all over the uh, all over the the airwaves and all he was all over the ice that game. Uh, there's a time and a place and Maybe when you need a goal, maybe that that's not the time to go and get one of these things. And it kind of goes to show that there's the, the some of the mentality of these, uh, and you, you hate to, to pile on these kids in there after losing a game, but uh, some of the entitlement that these kids have and trying that goal uh, probably isn't the best thing to do in an international tournament when you're you're 17 years old. Yes, you want to show off your skill and everything else and hopefully uh, impress some scouts, but since you're already projected to go 1-2 overall, I don't think the the time to do a try a Michigan goal is the best time. I think it's kind of selfish I think you know what it's not even kind of selfish I think it's completely selfish I think it's a look at me moment uh there's no I in team the old thing yes there's a me I get that but when your your team slogan is what it is it uh, it was a bad look I thought that uh to be doing that kind of a, a, a attempted goal uh it seems like every every game you see it you see it a lot more in the NHL the Zegers kid does it in Anaheim but you know what he's in the NHL so he can uh, he can uh, take the time to do it on a, on a last place team so maybe trying that in Anaheim isn't the worst thing trying in Team Canada when you're 17 years old and it's funny that it was two 17 year olds who tried that goal and attempted that shot and it, it didn't work out too well for them and it was three NHL guys who were or two NHL guys who were playing for Team Canada that uh, said hey 
you know what? Maybe it's not the time or the place to, to be doing that thing. I I completely agree with that. The uh, the know me all we. It's a great thing to say, but tell uh, some entitled kid who hasn't been told no his entire life. I don't know Bedard, obviously. I don't I don't know this Fantilli kid, but it just uh, it seems kind of. Uh, I don't think it's coincidence that two 17 year old kids who were projected to go for one two overall are trying that, and a guy who played in the NHL isn't trying that. They they probably might, might not have the same might not have the same skill level, but I just kind of find it a little bit funny that those uh, the two young boys were trying that out. Uh, like I said, I'm not blaming the loss on Bedard. He's a hell of a player. He had a hell of a first game, but it just, uh, I don't think that was the time or the place to be trying that kind of stuff. Um, it might be the most selfish play in hockey uh, to, to, to try that. And it's a, it's a look at me, look at me moment that, because uh, you don't just, uh, yeah, you can be creative out there and try different things, but there had to have been a different um a different outlet pass from behind the net and something they might have been able to try to to get some to, to get some offense rolling a little bit and try it early in the game to try to get the crowd going and a look at me moment have his TSN moment early in the tournament and trying to get get a lot the uh, the tournament highlight reel I think it was a kind of a chicken shit move in in, in to, to be hot in in my opinion anyways uh, hopefully Canada can get it going later on today they play the Germans tonight the tournament's been good like I said last week guaranteed you watch uh, watch uh, the Swiss win a hockey game and sure enough on on Boxing Day they came out and they they beat uh they beat finland in a heck of a hockey game they won again last night in a, a, a uh, that was against latvia the a late goal by by swiss so they're they're right there they got two wins both in in extra time but they all count they don't ask how they ask how many and the, the more wins you can pile up earlier on in the tournament the better off your uh your medal round uh, opponent is uh or the worse off your medal round opponent's going to be so you have a chance and this tournament the thing is is the russians aren't playing because the sanctions they have so canada blowing that game today against the, the uh, against chechia is going to come back to haunt them a little bit Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully the boys can tighten things up a little bit. Hopefully they get some better goaltending. I'm not blaming like one or two kids. I think they are just kids, but it, it seemed they got to tighten things up uh, quite a bit. Anyways, uh, happy birthday today to uh, Ray Burke Bork. He was born this day in 1960. Uh, we all know the Bork stories. Rookie of the year in 1980. Five uh, Norris uh, trophies. Stanley Cup in 01 with the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, 1,579 career points in 1,612 games. Bork's an all-timer, one of the best ever. Highest-scoring defenseman of all time. Hell of a player. Uh, kind of a bit of a sour taste in my mouth the way he uh, ended up winning a Stanley Cup and leaving Boston after all those years. He got the opportunity, waves no trade, and then the rest happened. So it's a, it was a good thing for, for Bork to, to get one. It was You remember Sackick giving, giving him the Stanley Cup when it was all said and done. So it was good for him to get that Stanley Cup and, and add to his uh, his Hall of Fame resume at the end of his career. And on this day, 1975, the uh, Soviet Red Army, we all remember those teams back in the day. They uh, traveled to Madison Square Garden uh, to play the Rangers. It was the start of the, uh, su- the, the Summit Series the uh, great games that, that come to one of the greatest games of all time. They say the three, three tie, the Montreal Canadians and the, and the Russians came on uh, new year's Eve, three, three tie. Trechek uh, had 38 saves. Trechek was a hell of a goalie, all time. Great. The Russians had uh, Harlem off on their team. And then you remember a few, few nights later, they were leaving the ice in Philadelphia playing the broad street bullies. It didn't turn out so well. Uh, they didn't lose in the flyers, but on this day in 1975, the Soviet red army traveled to the uh, Madison Square Garden. They beat the Rangers 
three that night to start the uh, the, so- the Soviet Super Series or Summit Series or whatever it's called. Anyways, we'll continue with our best of the uh, of the year uh, highlights tonight with this uh, one for your uh, listening pleasure. It's a laugh, uh, one that I have. It's up on YouTube as well. But here's a uh, a little laugh that I had. We were talking about uh, what was going to happen with fourteen twenty for the remainder of the year. Jim was here where I'm at his place here in or his parents' place in Parksville, BC. And then Jim, we had a schedule how we're going to get things done. We're going to get some uh, best of clips put together. He's going to put it all together for our show on Thursday, and then we'll get that out to you guys. We have our schedule all set, so that's good news. So we have uh, things to look forward to in the new year and how we're going to uh, day-to-day basis to entertain the masses and get this out there and give this 1420 thing a, a real go in the new year. We've been going hard. We're going to go even harder and try to try to see where this kind of, this crazy uh, venture of ours can take out. Anyways, you guys have probably heard this one who listened to the show. If you haven't listened, so hopefully it's, uh, you guys uh, stay tuned because it's quite a funny thing. It's about chopsticks. It's about things I don't understand. They, they seem chopsticks seem to be popping up a lot more than they used to in the past. But anyways, 1420 in the morning. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Take it. Dave, what is better? Chopsticks or a fork and knife? It, it, to- it totally depends. It I doesn't. Eat, it 100% does. I have never once eaten sushi or Chinese food with a fork and knife. I eat with chopsticks. Why? Because you give me chopsticks and that's the way the food was intended to be eaten. That's the most fucked up thing I've ever heard in my life. No, it's not at all. Do you eat a hamburger with a fork and knife? You use a knife on a hamburger. I cut it in half, but that's not using a knife to, to get it down my Would stomach. you use chopstick with a hamburger? Well, no, because I use my hands for a hamburger because that's the way it's intended to be eaten. At what point is using two thin sticks the quickest, easiest way to get something into your yap? That is the it's, stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'll tell you, like when we, we, we make Asian food occasionally in our house, like pad thai is uh, something that we know how to make as a family. My son knows how to make pad thai. And that's something that we make uh, easily every other week. There's a reason my- why they invented forks and knives and spoons after. It's, it's easier. It's easier. It's not easier. The easiest right. Same. I when when I'm done with my bowl in my house with my chopsticks, there's like maybe three grains. Like my my bowl is cleaner than anyone's, and my and uh, my no son uses a spoon every time. You're wrong. No, I I respect the, I respect the culture of the food, the the, the origin of the food. No, it's not use, easier. I don't use uh, I don't use uh, chopsticks to eat spaghetti. I see a guy having a noodle bowl the other day with. To have a noodle bowl with chopsticks. Why would you do that? You twirl it up, spin it, eat it, stop, stab, stab, eat, see you later. You know what? It it, it might be easier to eat noodles with chopsticks than a fork. No, no, no. That's now you're just causing controversy. No, like like a soup bowl for sure. Like a like a spoon and chopsticks? Oh, for sure. I'm do you do you use chopsticks or are you no. just grumpy because you're not good at chopsticks? I tried them. I I, have no, I don't think I've ever tried them because so I thought it was stupid. There's a fork there. There's a knife there. I'm going to use those instead. Oh, chopsticks see, are ridiculous. No. Chopsticks I... are for fucking people. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.